This is episode number 116 with New York Times bestselling author Uriel Kane. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today on the School of Greatness podcast. And I am fired up. Here's why. I've been getting so many messages from all of you, the School of Greatness nation. And it's been incredible. I've been getting a lot of people sending messages specifically over the last 15 episodes. Since we hit number 100, it's like it went bananas all over the world. And it's grown uh, dramatically. We've Download numbers are up a ton. We're just like going like crazy. And it's been a lot of fun, and I really appreciate you guys reaching out to me and sharing with me what's working for you guys in your life, how the podcast is supporting you. So continue to reach out either by Twitter, uh, Facebook, my email, whatever it may be. Let me know what podcast you're liking the most, how it's supporting you in your life. I love seeing these testimonials from you guys, and uh, I like to share them out sometimes as well. So stay connected with me. You know, Follow me on Instagram. I love uh, following your journey and seeing what you're up to. So thank you guys so much for being a part of this movement. We just hit uh, over three and a half million downloads. We're getting almost 500,000 downloads a month right now. It's just growing like crazy, and it's all because of you guys spreading the message of greatness. So thank you guys so much. If you haven't checked out the last episode with Jim Quick on how to master your memory, make sure to check that out when you're done with this one with Yuri because it's a, it was a, it blew up the internet as well. So many people loved it and they've been sharing it like crazy. But let's talk about today's guest. His name is Mr. Yuri L. Kame and he is a very interesting guy. I wasn't sure what to expect when I brought Yuri on, but when he started diving into the things that we're going to cover, which is the seven energy commandments that you'll likely never find in a medical book and the three everyday foods in your kitchen that are robbing you of your energy. He started to really captivate me in ways uh, that I wasn't even aware of. And I've done a lot of research on health. You know, for me, my health is a big deal. And it's what I talk about a lot on this podcast and in my daily life. But I learned a lot from Yuri in this episode. And I think you guys will a lot as well. Uh, He's got some great information about energy and how food is energy. And really the things that we put in our body is robbing us of our greatness and robbing us of our maximum potential of reaching the highest levels that are humanly possible with the foods we put in our bodies. So I want you guys to pay attention and really uh, check this out. He's got a book also. It's a New York Times bestseller that's called The All Day Energy Diet. And in a world where people drink coffee just to stay awake for a couple hours constantly throughout the day and to give them the energy they need, what would it be like if you didn't need coffee or a pick-me-up or an energy drink? What would it be like in your life if you could remove every substance to give you a pick-me-up and only use foods to support you? healthy foods to support you. And it would actually give you 10 to 100 times more energy every single day because of the things you were putting in your body and the way you slept. What would life be like if you could get rid of all of that and just have natural energy, the energy you're supposed to have because you're a human being and you're putting the right things in your body. So I want you to think about that going into this episode. I'm very excited about this 
Make sure to take notes and uh, check out the show notes at lewishouse.com slash 116 afterwards because there are going to be some good images on there, links, all those different things you want to check out. So I'm excited about this one. Let's go ahead and dive in with the one and only Yuri L. Kame. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness podcast. I am here with Yuri Elkame. How's it going, my man? It's going great. How about you, buddy? Doing well. And, uh, you know, you've been blowing up the scene lately because you came out with a book called The All Day Energy Diet, and it's done extremely well. So, congratulations on that. Thank you. I think you've been in like uh, Costco and uh, Walmarts and Targets and all over the world. You've had a lot of great distribution. I believe that's where you've been. So, well, we've definitely, I don't know if I've been in Walmart or Costco yet, but we've definitely been in all the major bookstores. Nice. Um, obviously online, everywhere, Dr. Oz, the doctors, all those fun places. So it's nice. been good. Yeah. Very cool. I am interested. You have, you have a mission. I love people with a mission. I've got a big mission myself, and your mission is to empower at least 10 million people to experience all-day energy and amazing health in the next few years. I think it's by 2018, you said. So, yes. So why are, are you so passionate about this mission and, and, and energy in general. Yeah, and I should add to that, we're actually on a mission to help 100 million people by 2024. There you go. So, yeah, so it's the 10 million is a big stepping stone to the to the bigger goal. And just ultimately, my my objective is to help people experience their life to the fullest because I've been very blessed from a young age to have been very active. And I was also um, very blessed to have encountered some really kind of... Uh, sidestepping health issues that made me realize at a young age how important it is to have good health. And I've seen and helped a lot of people who have struggled with, you know, simple things that can be turned around that have kind of just debilitated them, whether it be low energy or too much weight or poor eating habits or lack of motivation to work out. And I don't think anybody willingly wants to feel like crap. Mm -hmm. So it's all about helping people and kind of inspiring them and giving them hope, giving them hope that tomorrow can be better than today, but in order for that to happen, there needs to be some action that's going to be uh, going to be required 
estimate that's a little bit different from yesterday. But ultimately, it's you know we live in a time where we have more access to information, more access to food, more access to every solution that we ever possibly would need for anything, whether it be a health issue, financial issues, anything. And we're still drowning in complexity. And so people are starving for wisdom and clear guidance in this, um, in this kind of jungle of, of complexity. And, and my goal is to really, what I do very well is I take complexity and I simplify it for people. Mm. And if I can show somebody how to take a complex issue like weight loss or energy and make it simple for them and help them take day-to-day actions to move them in that direction, then that's, you know, that's, that's pretty awesome. So that's what I'm here to do and really give people, um, uh, you know, the tools and resources and strategies to help them live an amazing life. I love that. And, you know, it talks about in your book that you suffered from constant fatigue and eczema and your even your hair started falling out at 17. And I remember playing sports a lot in high school and in college and feeling extremely exhausted in practice, extremely exhausted in games. And I really didn't understand what was happening until later in my life when I realized it's because I was just eating carbs and pasta and gluten and dairy before a game. Mm-hmm. And all those things probably didn't support me and sugar, you know, all didn't support me right before a game, like eating candy bars in the locker yeah. room. Was it all of these issues that you were facing when you were younger? Is that why you started to jump into learning about nutrition? Because I know you went to nutrition school as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my goal from, I think, I think the earliest I can remember, when I was about 10 years old and I realized that I was really good in soccer, a, a lot better than a lot of the other kids I was playing with. And I was like, you know what, let's, wouldn't it be cool if I could pursue this? So I spent most of like the next 12 years just focused on soccer and it kind of masked a lot of the health issues that were going on. So I was fit, right. but I was right. unhealthy. I was you know? the same way, man. It's like, and you, you look good. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's okay. You can run it off, right? You can right. run off those calories. And that's the problem. <laughs> that's the thinking that gets people into trouble. And that's what got me into trouble was that I was having McDonald's before soccer games all the way into, into my college years. I was having, I would go to McDonald's before a game. It was, like, it was crazy. So, um, but again, when you're young, you think, you think you're invincible and you can get away with whatever. Yep. So I had a lot of digestive issues, eczema, really bad asthma to the point of when I was really young having to, I don't even know if they have them anymore, those kind of Darth Vader Ventolin tanks that you have to, <laughs> with a mask you have to put on your face. So I played road hockey outside for 10 minutes and like come back in and put it on. And when I was playing soccer, I would have, I was a goalie, so I would have my puffer right beside the goalpost just in case. So that, 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 that was with me for pretty much all the way up into my early 20s. And I didn't realize that all of that was due to the foods that I was eating growing up. Like you just mentioned pretty much my entire diet um, up until I was 24, which consisted of grains, like pastas, cereals, breads. I could live on bread and cheese every single day. Me too. Cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Totally, you know? And like I remember I would have like a huge bowl of shreddies with three tablespoons of of white sugar on top of that Uh and uh, and 2% milk on top. And then I would be like, oh my God, my stomach is so uncomfortable and I'd have to go lay down on my bed and, you know, lift up my legs and just let my legs hang out to just kind of relieve the gas. And I had no idea what was going on for so long. <laughs> and it really all culminated when I was 17. It, you know, I mean, low energy was, was the you know, tip of the iceberg. Um, when I was 17, in my senior year of high school, I got home from soccer practice one night and I was taking a shower, washing my hair and I looked at my hands and I was like, oh my God, I've, <laughs> I've got, what, why is there a chunk of hair in my hands? And 
I, at the time I had like, you know, a full head of hair. My dad is Moroccan, so you can only imagine how much hair I had. So it was a really uncomfortable situation. So I'm in my senior year of high school. All of a sudden, my hair is starting to fall out. And within the space of about six weeks, I'd lost all my hair. Everything. Oh, eyebrows, no eyelashes, way. everything. What? Yeah. Oh, my and God. Eyebrows and eyelashes? Everything. Yeah. What? Was your body just rejecting the things you were putting into it? Pretty much. So I go to my doctor and, and my doctor diagnosed me with alopecia, which is an autoimmune condition. Mm -hmm. And that was good to know. But what else? What, the other thing that would have been nice to know is how to kind of resolve that. And that was an answer that never came uh, for about eight and a half years. So I went to all sorts of medical doctors, you know, Chinese, uh, traditional Chinese medical doctors and uh, naturopaths and and all sorts of stuff. Actually, sorry, I didn't actually go the naturopathic route until I learned more about nutrition. So for eight years, I struggled with this kind of hair loss. I kind of lost it and then it came back a little bit and then lost it again. And I had no idea about autoimmune conditions. And at this time, I was actually studying at the University of Toronto for my degree in kinesiology and health sciences. And I was still clueless with respect to nutrition. So um, long story short, a couple of years later, I came back and uh, really pursued studies in holistic nutrition. And on the first day, I asked my professors, who at the time naturopathic doctors, I, I said, you know, I've been I've been dealing with this autoimmune condition for eight years. Um, I have really low energy. I've got like eczema and asthma issues. Like, do you guys think it could be related to my diet? And they're like, absolutely. We see it all the time. And I was like, really? Just one sentence? That's all I had? To, that's all you guys? Like, that's all I... <laughs> For eight years, I had no solutions, and then you guys are saying you see this every day. So it was frustrating, but also very relieving at the same point because I was able to, as I started to learn more about nutrition and how it interacts, like how food interacts with our body, I was very quickly able to learn, like, wow, no wonder um, I had all these issues because the very foods I was eating were just like crushing my body. Mm. So I was able to turn all that around within a couple of weeks. My hair started growing back. Um, Energy is, you know, through the roof within a couple of days. Eczema, asthma, gone. And just in full disclosure, uh, with an autoimmune condition, it can come and go. So about two years oh. ago, I started losing my hair again. Oh. And um, so right now, if you see a picture of me, I have nothing. But it's, um, but it's all good. I actually think that was related to a, a vaccination that I got for whatever reason. I'm not too sure of. But anyways, so that was, um, you know, kind of my journey. And I'm, I'm blessed that it happened because... It gave me a lot of perspectives. I also played pro soccer for three years, so I had a lot of amazing experiences from that and learnings from that. And you know, combining my educational experience with my own health challenges, and then obviously being a former pro athlete, I was able to take a lot of things and kind of bring them together and give people some really interesting and unique perspectives on health that could uh, make a huge difference for them. Mm, interesting, and. You, you talk about how to double your energy in seven days mm -hmm. and you have seven commandments of energy. Can you first explain those and then tell me if you actually live by all of them all the time? Yeah. Um, so the seven command, these are kind of controversial because as you, as you know, like, you know, as an athlete growing up and when I talk about as an athlete, I'm really talking about anybody who's in, interested in performance. So we were taught that in order to have energy, you had to have a lot of carbohydrates in the right. forms of grains and stuff. And the problem with that is that most grains just, you know, crush your body because they're full of gluten and gluten's a very problematic uh, inflammatory protein. So anyways, um, these, these seven commandments really challenge the status quo. 
Some of them are backed by science. Some of them are not yet, but based on a lot of experience, having helped over 500,000 people in the past two decades, I've seen some very predictable trends based on a lot of these things. So for instance, one of the commandments is that I'll start off with one that's actually kind of not very intuitive when it comes to energy. So anything that slows down your digestion is going to compromise your energy. Mm. So let's use the example of like Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner where you have a you know a huge serving of or two servings of, of turkey and stuffing and all that stuff. The challenge with that is that that's a very, very intense and demanding process or a demanding type of meal for your stomach to deal with. And what I've realized is that in the body, energy is really a zero-sum game. So if energy is being diverted to digestion, our body doesn't have the same amount of energy to put towards repair, healing, mm. and regeneration. And so that's why when we have a heavy meal, we feel so tired afterwards because so much of our energy is diverted right to our digestive system. So much blood flow is going down there to process all this food. And that's a very, you know, consuming um, type of endeavor. So if you, if you think back to Thanksgiving dinner, I've had many Thanksgiving dinners where I've literally fallen asleep at the table <laughs> or on the couch afterwards, the right. typical food coma. So anything, any type of activity that is going to compromise your digestion, like a heavy meal, is going to lower your energy. Okay. So... The flip side is that, again, this is this has actually been proven uh, scientifically in a lot of studies now, is that eating less can actually improve your energy. Mm. And the reason for this is because if our body is not digesting all the time, then it now has the energy to spend on regeneration, tissue repair, getting rid of dead cells, all that kind of stuff. What if you so, love to eat like me? Well, it's <laughs> the reality is that like you can totally have days where you go full out. You know, and then you can have days that you have less food intake. And what you'll find, this is actually a really good experiment for anyone to do, is as a challenge, just take a day where you don't have any food. And it's actually one of the best things you can do for your health. There's been studies done on a lot of different animals, but specifically with monkeys, um, where they've followed them for up to 10 years. And they've shown, there's actually some amazing pictures on this, uh, this stuff online, where they've shown the monkeys that consumed about 30% fewer calories looked dramatically younger wow. than the other group that were consuming calories ad libitum, so as much as they wanted. And it's very interesting because we know that fasting or, or eating less is one of the few things that we can do that actually increases the length or preserves the length of our telomeres, which are little kind of protective casings at the end of our uh, chromosomes. Hmm. And it's amazing. You know, you don't have to take a drug to, to, to have that happen. You can just not eat for a day and have very similar benefits. Again, wow. I, I personally fast once a week. So that's a very simple thing. No food any, once a week. No, I just actually did it. Uh, well, my last one was two days ago. So a really simple thing. You have dinner at night. Let's say you're finished by, let's say you're finished digesting by like eight o'clock. That's the beginning of your fast. And then you go to bed, you wake up the next morning. By eight o'clock the next morning, you've already done 12 hours of your fast. Most of it's been done while you're sleeping. And the real benefits kick in at about 18 hours. So if you can make it till mid-afternoon, and again, the first time, I'll be very honest, is going to be challenging for people, right. but you learn a ton about yourself. You learn a ton about why you eat when you do. You learn about why you're, like, the, the weird emotional relationships we have with food. 
But the cool thing is that, you know, you finish your 18 to 24 hour fast, either let's say mid afternoon or early evening. And then you feel, it's just like there's this amazing lifting of clarity. And especially for people in our field of, of kind of like entrepreneurs and business, you know, clarity and productivity and focus is so important. And all of that is diminished when we are constantly stuffing our faces with food. Wow. And this leads me to one of the other principles, which is essentially there's a relationship where I've, I've noticed that there's a relationship between cognitive function and energy. So anything that like clutters our mind or leads us to feeling depressed um, and kind of takes away our, our focus is going to deplete our energy. Mm. So let me give you, uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to this. A lot of us are, you know, kind of type A entrepreneurs who are always going, 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 have a lot of ideas. Yep. We feel like there's this constant wheel just like nonstop turning in our minds. But if you stop and think about it sometimes, that process is very draining. And one of the best things you can do is just clear that out of your head, at least temporarily, because what that does, it's almost like plugging your phone into the wall and recharging your batteries. So one of the things that I like to do is, is encourage people to take five minutes in their day when they feel they're kind of that wheel going a thousand miles per hour is take five minutes, remove yourself, sit down, close your eyes and do some deep breathing. Mm. You know, it's a simple practice and it's so powerful at regenerating your spirit and your energy much more effective than relying on caffeine. Mm, that's powerful. I like that. I'm a, I mean, I'm a big meditator myself, so taking time to breathe and I've learned about a lot more recently the power of deep intentional breathing Mm -hmm. even for two to three minutes can be extremely powerful. Like you said, I guess five minutes. And um, I think it's extremely important to do a, a number of times throughout the day and start your day with that and finish your day. I think it's really powerful to, to gain that clarity. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. 
When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. There's so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Um, I'll, I'll share the probably, probably the biggest principle uh, when it comes to the commandments of energy is, is the following. So our bloodstream carries our oxygen to ourselves, right? So every single cell in our body requires oxygen and the cells take that oxygen and convert it into energy. In order for oxygen to be delivered to our cells, it must flow freely in our bloodstream. But the problem is that most people's bloodstreams are like driving in LA traffic in uh, Russia, yeah. right? Or New York, which, you know, which, or any kind of major city. <laughs> exactly, right? So it's like you're in a car and you're trying to get from A to B, but it's taking you forever or 10 times longer than it would if you were driving on the highway at two in the morning. So the goal is to turn your bloodstream into that two in the morning highway. And in order for that to happen, you have to be consuming and eating the right foods that allow that to happen. So by that, I mean, when we are eating foods that are um, kind of typical of the North American diet, so a lot of the foods that we mentioned, uh, fast foods, processed foods, lots of grains, sugar, um, copious amounts of animal products, dairy, all of these foods have an acidifying effect on our body, which basically means they give off more, um, or they leave more of an acidic ash. I won't go into the science here. Um, once they're metabolized, and what that does is it actually changes the physiology in our bloodstream, and the oxygen that is normally carried through our bloodstream are um, it's kind of sitting on our red blood cells. So our red blood cells are like taxi cabs, moving the oxygen through our body, and when we eat a lot of these crappy foods, those taxi cabs end up kind of sticking together. So they end up becoming like this big massive traffic jam. So we want to eliminate or minimize foods that cause that traffic jam from occurring. And instead, focusing on foods that allow us to drive on the highway at two in the morning. Mm. And those foods are essentially, for the most part, plant-based foods with a, a, a big focus on green vegetables because they have the greatest opposite of acid, which is alkaline or alkalinity. So when these vegetables and fruit are metabolized, they give off more of these alkaline minerals that are so important for helping our blood maintain its healthy state. And this is one of those things that, I was on the Dr. Oz show talking about this specifically, and I had a lot of back and forth with her producers about this because they were a little bit uneasy about talking about this because they're like, you know, there's a lot of studies to show that the acid base or acid alkaline balance occurs in the kidneys, which is really where it all happens. But they're like, it's still a little bit kind of murky waters if we start talking about how it affects the blood. And I said, you know, that's totally cool. Like, I, that's fine. However you guys want to go about it. But the premise is that, you know, there's a lot of things that we have not uncovered scientifically yet that still work. You know, just because something hasn't been proven doesn't mean it's not right or doesn't right. doesn't doesn't work. Right. You can actually do um, microscopic 
testing of your blood and looking at your blood live under a microscope. And you can see these changes under a microscope in real time. And it's unfortunate that it's not as well supported in the medical community right now, but it's undeniable in terms of what happens to people when you start making these simple changes. And that's why I say doubling your energy in seven days is absolutely doable for, I would say, 100% or 99% of the population because these are fundamental things that work for all human beings. Mm, interesting. Okay. What's, uh, what's one of the next commandments? So one of the next commandments would be uh, talking about stress and the adrenal glands. Oh. So this is a big one. And I would, I would venture to say that. Huge. I mean, it's, I would say all of our listeners at some level have adrenal fatigue. Yeah. Like it's just, it's crazy. So here's, here's how it makes sense of this. Um, so your adrenal glands, they help your body deal with stress. And they also control whether your body stores fat or burns it. Which is, uh, which is quite interesting when a lot of people are having trouble losing weights and can't figure out why that's happening. So the thing to remember is that stress is not just worrying about stuff. Stress is eating the wrong foods that create inflammation in the body. Um, stress is having very low blood sugar, uh, for instance, as a result of having a morning coffee or a muffin that leads to an energy crash afterwards. Mm. Stress is excessive exercise. Um, stress is poor quality sleep. So all stress is pollutants, toxins. So we are inundated by daily stressors from all sorts of different sources. And the trouble is that our adrenal glands can only do so much. They're literally the shape of a walnut and they sit on top of our kidneys. So when we are presented with stress or when our body perceives something as stressful, it shoots off adrenaline and cortisol. And these hormones act to, what they do is they basically tell our body is, is now kind of in fight or flight response, right? So we can fight or we can run away from something. Mm -hmm. In order for that to happen, we need the energy to do that. So our, those hormones go to the muscles and they break down stored glycogen and they break it down to immediate blood sugar for immediate use. Now, the trouble with that is that that's fine in the short term. That's fine if you're, you know, if you're an athlete and you have a, you know, a game that you have to kind of be you know, all riled up for, but afterwards, you know, you can't, you can't sustain that level of kind of stress or, or intensity on the body forever. Um, but when you compound that with mental stress, financial stress, emotional stress, relationship stress with various foods that we're eating, all these different stressors are all being kind of moderated by the adrenals mm. and eventually the adrenals just can't do anymore. They just kind of wear down. And that's uh, kind of the ultimate stage is known as adrenal fatigue, which again, unfortunately, is something that's not even recognized by the medical community. If you go to your doctor wow. and you, say, you tell them, I have adrenal fatigue, they will laugh at you. Really? It's ridiculous. Yeah. In, in spite of the fact that it's, I mean, it's an established condition, you can get hormone salivary tests done to show that you know, your cortisol levels are you know, shot. Um, so anyways, we want to do things that are, going to kind of love our adrenal glands and what are some of the things so we i want to i want people to think about or challenge people to think about energy through tranquility as opposed to energy through stimulation so remember the adrenal glands are dealing with stimulation or stress on a day-to-day -day basis so if we add things in like coffee or caffeine and lots of sugar those are two of the biggest stimulants in our in our in our day-to-day -day existence so we want to look at removing those. And I'm a huge proponent. I don't care what anybody says. 
even my good friend Dave Asprey with Bulletproof Coffee, mm-hmm. there is, when you understand what caffeine does at the adrenal level, as well as how, what, how the effect it has on your energy, um, there really is no place for caffeine. I don't, I don't believe so. Um, so decaf is... So you're saying completely get rid of caffeine? Yep, absolutely. So this would go for... But what about Dave? Doesn't he promote Bulletproof Coffee all day long? He does. And I think as a... As a I don't know if it's a gag, but he sends me caffeinated bulletproof coffee once in a while. And I'm like, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, dude, like I, I love a good coffee, but I drink decaf. So did you I'm say like, he, dude, did you say he agrees with you about caffeine or no, he doesn't like he's, I mean, he's, a, I mean, if you're going to drink coffee and you don't want to give up the caffeine, then by all means drink bulletproof because it's the best sure. quality bean. But I, you know, I'll have, I have a couple bags of his decaf, right? So if I want to have a right. coffee at home, I'll use his decaf. Here's but, something you know, I've noticed, yeah. not to cut you off, but I don't drink alcohol or smoke and I rarely drink caffeine. And when I do, if I drink it on an empty stomach, I am like about, I literally want to throw up. Like sometimes yeah. I have and I get nauseous and I get sick and like my stomach hurts. And I'm like, that shouldn't happen, <laughs> you know? And I haven't yeah. conditioned myself, you know, my body's not used, I don't drink it every day, so it's just not used to it. And I know when it's like affected and I have like a cappuccino every now and then after dinner, it's like fine for me because I've eaten something, but that is not good when it affects your body that much. No, totally. And, and especially for someone like yourself or, or anyone else who doesn't drink caffeine, that's, that's a perfect example of what it does to the body, right? Is that it, it puts you in a state of kind of this jazzed up uh, and some people think of it as, you know, this heightened state of performance. But the reality is that that's very quickly within, let's say, an hour or two followed by a crash. Right. Where you feel really terrible and you get jittery and anxious and even sweaty sometimes. So, you know, these are all ways of kind of artificial stimulation that lead to very short-term energy. But caffeine is to energy like credit cards are to financial financial health. <laughs> right. So it's like you're using credit cards you know, eventually you're going to pay for them in the future. So the yeah. same thing is happening with caffeine and sugar as well. So, so I really, you're, you're saying eliminate caffeine completely out of your diet. Yep, absolutely. And again, different people, you know, different people metabolize caffeine differently. Some take a little bit longer, sure. some a little bit quicker. But the, the thing is to find a way that's going to work for you. Um, there's but, you're saying, sh- but you're saying even if you metabolize it differently, you're going to have to pay back that energy debt at some time. Yeah, what you're saying. absolutely. Gotcha. Okay. You know, I've, it's so funny. We've led so many people through this process and helping them get off coffee. And I'm not saying like, again, if you want to enjoy coffee, coffee is, is, it's a great social experience, you know, and it's nice to have a cup of warm coffee every now and then. But if you require it to mm, function, right. that's a, that's a that's, problem. That should be a sign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the reality is that it's going to feel like crap. Like when you get off, so caffeine is the number one drug in the world. Mm. So more than sugar. Um, well they're, they're right up there, but yeah, like as a kind of a a class drug, like caffeine, is I guess classified as a little more of a drug than sugar is, but they're pretty much comparable. And if you look at the symptoms or some of the hallmark features of kind of drug addiction, one of them would be dependency, which means that you need more of the drug to get Mm. the same effect. Right. So you had that, that coffee on an empty stomach, which you have maybe never. So you feel like that. Right. But right. if you had that all the time, you wouldn't feel that because your body is now getting adapted to it. So you need more of it to get the same effect. Uh, another hallmark feature is withdrawal. So if you go off the drug, you feel terrible. Right. It's the same thing if you're using heroin. Um, another hallmark feature would be 
kind of denial. <laughs> so denial is a huge one with addiction. And again, it's not about saying you have to give up your coffee, but it's about looking at what's more important. What's more important for you? Is it, is it, are you, is it more important that you are a, a high performing, high performing, good functioning human being that is focused on your work, is present with your kids and, and, and other people, and that you have sustained energy all day long, as opposed to going through these up and down roller coasters where you have energy, don't have energy, don't have, have energy, don't have energy, fall asleep after lunch. You know, that's, that's really what's happening with so many people as a result of the food choices they're making. And caffeine is, is one of those things. So we want to look at removing that and at the very minimum, switching to a decaf. Mm. So in terms of replacing and kind of loving up the adrenals, we want to look at whole foods, right? Foods that are high in vitamin C. Vitamin C is an important antioxidant and vitamin for adrenal health. We also want to look at things like, again, as I mentioned before, green vegetables. Green vegetables are loaded with glutathione, antioxidants, and just this natural presence of alkaline minerals that are so important for the health of our blood and cells, as well as giving a lot of um, much-needed tranquility to our adrenals. If you think about it, so like simple things would be like have a green juice. So if you have a juicer at home, make a green juice in the morning. If you have a blender, make a green smoothie. Just get more greens into your diet. Have a salad with whatever else you're having for, for, for dinner or for lunch. Even if you did nothing else to your diet but just added in more greens, it would start to make a difference for you. Mm. So those are some some really important steps to start taking. So you, I'm a big, uh, you know, green juice guy. And awesome. you talk about juicing in here. Is there anything bad about juicing? Or is there any way to do it, you know, that's not as effective as other ways? Yeah, totally. This, I mean, so juicing, you can go, like, you can really go off the deep end with juicing because mm -hmm. juicing vegetables is very different from juicing fruit. And if you juice fruit, one of the biggest problems in our food supply nowadays is the presence of fructose. Fructose comes from originally from fruit. So you'd think, okay, well, fruit is bad then, right? Well, not necessarily. If you have an apple, if you eat the apple in its whole state or even actually in the blended form that still has the fiber, it's all good because you have the whole fruits. You have the fiber to delay the release of fructose and glucose into your body. Um, the, the challenge with fructose is that it's actually not it doesn't do anything to your blood sugar. So it's uh, it's tricky because when you look at a food and, it, and the food says this food is a low glycemic food, that's half the story because if the food also has fructose, then you're not really looking at that. Mm. The problem with fructose is that it requires going through your liver in order to be converted into glucose. And glucose is what your cells want to use for energy. But the problem is that your liver can only handle so much fructose at once before it starts to spit off triglycerides as a byproduct. So when you drink things like Coca-Cola, you are essentially getting the exact same amount of fructose as you would if you were drinking apple juice, exactly the same amount. And the problem there is that it's not buffered by fiber. Mm. So if you're juicing fruit, like if you're having, if you think you're doing things well by juicing 10 apples and some cantaloupe, well, you're, I guess, hopefully stepping in the right direction, but understand that you are giving your body an infusion of liquid sugar that is going to be converted into fat, most likely. So focus on juicing vegetables. Mm, gotcha. Okay. And then add in one apple if you want for a bit of sweetness. Cool. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. And what about if we want to do this one day uh, fast, can you drink 
vegetable juice then like uh you know or yeah, that well, or can you drink have nothing but water so there's a i mean there's a couple of different ways of 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 looking at this for a true fast the true fast would have nothing so you give like your digestive system a complete kind of day off from doing anything other than water you can also do a juice fast. Like you can, again, juicing is great because you're getting to the core of the nutrients in those foods. The catch 22 with plants, like vegetables, is that they contain fiber. So the trouble there is a lot of people have a tough time breaking down that fiber to access those nutrients. So fiber is, is, is immensely important for our health, but juicing allows us to bypass the fiber at least in certain occasions. Like if we're going to have a juice, it's all good. So we're natural. It's almost like getting an IV of nutrients into your body. So I think there's a lot of benefit to maybe doing a day of juicing if you wanted to. And if you didn't want to do a full day fast, maybe try a day where you're just having juices and smoothies, mm. where you're giving your digestive system an easier time than having to work on digesting heavier foods all the time. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Have we, have we completed the seven commandments or are there a couple more? Um, I think the last one is, uh, actually two more. So with respect to movements, right? So movement is life. Stagnation is death. So when you die, you, you kind of get into this state called rigor mortis, which is like your muscles just seize up. So if we look at how we move on a daily basis, or if we don't move, if we're sitting in a chair all day long, we're not going to feel very energetic. Um, if any of you guys are Tony Robbins fans, you'll, you'll know that he talks about, you know, emotion comes from motion. Right? Everything starts with your states. And in order to change your state, you change the way you use your body. So if you want to feel better, if you want to feel more energetic, then stand up as opposed to sit down. It could be something as simple as having a standing desk as opposed to sitting in a chair for eight hours a day or having one of those treadmill desks where you're walking on a treadmill while you're working at your workstation. Um, and I mean, these are some basic things in addition to obviously, if we think about the basic premise, again, of energy, again, oxygen to your cells if you're moving, your blood flow is increasing. And if blood flow is moving around, then oxygen is getting to those cells. So that's mm -hmm. a great thing. Interesting. Okay. So movement is huge. Um, another way of thinking about this is if you are sick, for instance, the la think about the last time you were sick, you didn't feel too hot, or I guess pun intended because you probably did feel hot. <laughs> but you, you didn't feel like moving around. And that's because your body had to use all a lot of that energy for healing and repair and less towards movement. Same thing if uh, for women. If they're pregnant, they don't feel very energetic. And that's because they're growing a baby inside of them. <laughs> so a lot of that energy is diverted <laughs> to growth and not as much is available for movement. Mm. So some interesting things to think about. Interesting. The okay. final principle is how you heal anything is how you heal everything. Yeah. So the way I was able to get over my asthma and eczema and autoimmune condition for the most part, as well as my energy, is the same way that you would, that you would take to prevent diabetes, that you would take to lose weight, that you would take to prevent heart disease. Because the nutritional principles that I talk about in this book are ubiquitous across health. So, you know, it's not like if you have heart disease, all of a sudden the doctors are saying, oh, yeah, like it's, it's totally cool now. You can have cow's milk and lots of bread. And that's the secret, right? Most diets are saying very similar things. It's about eating more plants, more of them in their raw state, and avoiding certain foods that are causing a lot of issues. And that's why it's amazing. You know, we've helped so many people with this program to see, obviously, energy being one of the things that, you know, changes almost in 24 hours. 
but seeing people effortlessly effortlessly lose weight, skin improvements. We've actually had women in their 60s who had gray hair have their hair start turning back to their original darker wow, colors. Wow, interesting. You know, it's it's amazing. So when you give your body the nutrients that it's craving, the body the body heals itself. We don't do anything. The body is is we're just providing the the inputs. And our body is now saying, oh, thank you. Like, thank you. Finally, now I can get to work on putting this stuff back together. Mm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And you talk about there are three sneaky foods that steal our energy. And I think we yeah. cover, covered a couple of them, but can you uh, clarify what those three are? Yeah. So the three ones would be caffeine and sugar. So those, I kind of, we'll kind of separate those, but they're kind of one and the same. Uh, the third one we talked about a little bit would be gluten or kind of any gluten-containing grains like wheats barley or rye, um, sorry, wheats, rye, and oats. Um, and, and the trouble with gluten is that it is... It's in everything. <laughs> it's, it's in everything, you know? And it does, like, its purpose is to survive, right? As most seeds, um, that's kind of the, the purpose of pretty much everything on this planet. So in the process of trying to survive our intestinal tract, it actually attacks our intestines mm. as a way of protecting itself and passing right through. So that we can poop it out and it gets replanted in the soil, you know, somewhere. Um, the problem with gluten is that it's it's related to massive problems. It's correlated to 190 autoimmune conditions. Wow. It's um it's known to literally flatten the microvilli, which are the little absorptive um, fingers, if you want to think about it, in your intestines that absorb nutrients. It flattens that out. It leads to irritation and inflammation of the gut lining, which leads to um, something called leaky gut whereby food proteins can then enter the bloodstream Ugh. and the immune system then sees them as foreign invaders and that's how allergies and autoimmune conditions develop. And here's a very interesting thing is that a lot of the people that we serve suffer from hypothyroidism or low thyroid conditions and they're always like, oh, I've, I've heard that eating like green vegetables or cruciferous vegetables is bad for my thyroid. And the funny thing is that it has, there's really no science that shows that. But while these individuals are complaining about those foods, they're chomping away on copious amounts of bread. Mm. <laughs> and, and gluten is one of the biggest culprits for Hashimoto's, which is autoimmune, uh, it's an autoimmune condition or an autoimmune derived low thyroid or hypothyroidism. And the problem there is that gluten has almost the same molecular structure as your thyroid tissue. And your thyroid is really the master gland of your metabolism. So if your thyroid is being compromised and if your body starts to attack your thyroid, therefore lowering its output, for instance, you're not going to feel very good. You're going to have lower energy. You're going to have a tougher time losing weight. You're going to feel cold all the time. And this, in a lot of cases, is attributed to years and years of consumption of gluten. Wow, wow. So, you know, that's just one reason why it's, uh, it's an energy-draining food. Amazing. Yeah. And what about dairy? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of dairy. Um, <laughs> like, it, it's it yeah, it's so good though. You know what? Like almond milk, coconut milk—they yeah. taste just as good. They're pretty and, good. Yeah, you know they are. And the thing is, like, dairy Jeez. were the yeah. I mean, cheese, sure, it's nice, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> but we're the only species that drinks another species' milk. Mm. You know, and it's just like when you look at the breakdown of dairy. And it, it, for those of you who love dairy out there, if you're you know if you're gonna if you're gonna do the cow's milk, just Try to go raw cow's milk, which is not even legal in most states. But anyways, <laughs> um, 
because at least you have the enzymes to help your body digest it. So 70% of people are lactose intolerant or intolerant to the sugar in milk. And those who are able to, to deal with it still have issues with the protein in milk, which is casein, uh, amongst others. But also when you look at the macronutrient or the micronutrient breakdown in, in cow's milk, as a, one example, we've been led to believe that we should drink cow's milk for calcium. But the reality is that cow's milk does have a lot of calcium, but they also forgot to tell us that it also has a lot of phosphorus. Mm. And phosphorus is a mineral that inhibits calcium absorption in the stomach. So you actually don't absorb the amount of calcium you think you are if you're drinking milk. And there's a lot of studies that show that the rates of osteoporosis and hip fractures are greatest in countries that have the highest consumption of milk products. So and we've just been led to believe, thank you to the National, you know, thanks to the National Dairy Council, that Milk is imperative for good health. It's Strong bones good. and muscle. Yeah, exactly. But it's um, good marketing. That's what it not is. Not so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Wow. Okay. Let's talk about raw eating. You talk yeah. about eating raw, but isn't that harder to digest and make the system work harder? In some cases, in some cases, yes, some cases no. So I personally noticed a profound transformation when I went raw for a couple of weeks like 10 years ago. It was like, it wasn't even comparable to anything I've ever experienced in my life. So some of this stuff can be explained by higher amounts of nutrients that you're getting by eating a raw food. So you're not boiling it or cooking it. You don't denature a lot of the vitamins and minerals. You're also getting higher amounts of food enzymes, which are enzymes found naturally in foods that are denatured when we cook them. So these enzymes will actually help the foods digest themselves in our stomach and our intestinal tract, which is helpful. The other thing is we're getting more water. So by eating a raw apple, for instance, you get more water than if you cooked that apple because in the cooking, the water evaporates. Some of the things that are a little more controversial, but I still am very open-minded to, is this kind of life force inherent in foods that are not cooked. And I think intuitively it makes sense where if you have a, an apple, you take it off the tree, it just naturally seems a little bit more of a kind of a closer to the earth type of thing. Maybe there's more inherent energy in that than if it were to go through a processing factory and put into a package. And there's actually some really amazing photography done by... Um, yeah, you've got that in your book. It's really cool. Yeah, some amazing images called... Uh, they're called Kirlian photographs. And again, if uh, we have um, a couple links for uh, within the book to, to check those out, but you can see the difference, for instance, between raw broccoli and steamed broccoli after just two minutes. You can see the difference in the energy of the aura emanating off the food. And again, this is kind of a little bit more wishy-washy, airy-fairy, but right. you can't deny how good you feel right. when you eat these foods. Like, I don't care what the science shows. If I feel a thousand times better when I'm eating more vegetables and fruit and more of them in the raw state, I'm going to do more of that. Mm. And um, so that's, you know, just another of the benefits of like, you know, adding more smoothies in, juicing, having more salads, you know, it doesn't matter. The one thing the medical profession does do right, hopefully, is they're going to tell you to have more fruits and vegetables. Right. right? Yeah. And ideally more of them in their raw state because that's where, that's where the real benefits are coming from. I like that. Okay, what I want to do is kind of like a rapid fire because I've got a bunch of questions left and I feel like we could dive into this for forever. I could listen to this stuff forever because I'm learning so much. But on rapid fire and, um, you know, just give me your, your response and the short amount of time as you can. So here we go. Uh, is there really a difference in organic versus non-organic? 
Yes, organic scent seems to have higher quality or quantities of certain minerals and vitamins and antioxidants. Um, others, but only in certain cases. Gotcha. It's worth it. Okay, cool. What does it mean to sprout seeds? Sprouting seeds is essentially allowing the seeds to come to life. You're soaking it and you allow it to germinate, which releases, uh, it kind of unlocks the, the nutrient power in the seed pretty much. Mm, okay, cool. And also read that you you should not drink water while eating. Now, why is that? So if you drink water or any fluid for that matter while you're eating, you dilute your stomach's stomach acid and you make the whole kind of stomach um, much less able to digest food. So if you're going to drink water, have it before so the water can pass through and not sit on top of all the food and compromise your stomach's ability to digest it. Mm. Can you drink after as well or no? Yeah, give yourself, you know, give yourself... If you're going to drink, have a little sips. And if you want to have a copious amount of water, then give yourself, I would say, an hour or two to digest the food that you just had. Wow, that's interesting. Okay. Um, is it important to chew your food up really small or does that not matter? Yes. Think of your mouth as a blender. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It makes a huge difference. What is the right way to exercise? Um, focus on quality or as Tim Ferriss says, the minimum effective dose. Um, exercise more intensely but with less volume. So you don't need to do two hours a day. You can just do 30 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day of high intensity. Yep, and three times a week. And then gotcha. balance that out with, active, with, with proper recovery. What's, there's, you know, there's so much talk about supplements constantly, uh, and it can be very confusing for people to know what they're supposed to take, how much they're supposed to take, uh, you know, when to take it. Can you give us some sense to it all of supplements? Yeah, I think as a kind of a blanket statement, most people could benefit from a good multivitamin just because we're not getting the nutrients that we used to 50 years ago from our foods just based on soil depletion. Um, a good quality fish oil for the omega-3s and their powerful anti-inflammatory benefits as well as you know good brain function. Uh, probiotic, which is good bacteria, which helps to repopulate the good bacteria in our gut, which uh, is very, very important for all levels of health. And um, I would say, you know, just keeping it very basic, I would say those are three big ones. Cool. Last couple of questions. What are you most grateful for recently? I'm most grateful for my, uh, my family, for my kids, for my wife, Amy. Um, I'm very blessed to have them in my life. Yeah. Mm. How important is gratitude in relieving stress? It's huge. You can't be stressed and grateful at the same time. You know, so if you're stressed, focus on somebody else. Focus on doing good for somebody else. Focus on being grateful for something in your life. Mm, love that. Well, before I ask you the final question, Yuri, I want to acknowledge you because you've done an incredible job of simplifying the really challenging, confusing world of eating and diet and uh, and energy. And I know you're up to a huge mission: ten million people to start, then a hundred million people is a, a massive mission. And I know it's going to take a lot of energy from you to fulfill that mission and uh, to enroll thousands of other people to support you with that mission. So I acknowledge you for your dedication, your commitment, your courage to continue to push the boundaries when other people may be fighting against you. So I want to acknowledge you for a moment and just say thank you for all that you do, Yuri. You're welcome. Thank you. And uh, the final question, which is what I ask everyone, is what's your definition of greatness? I think greatness, I'm going to use... Um... I'm going to use an example from sports. So I, I used to beat myself up a, like a lot as, a, as an athlete when I played. And that was one of the reasons I think I stopped because it was just so negative all the time. I later worked as the strength and conditioning coach at the University of Toronto for seven years. 
And I realized that greatness, I would rather, I would much rather work with a team of players who leave everything on the field, but have less skill than have a team of skillful players who play at 50%. So my definition of greatness is doing and giving your best every single day and doing more for others with the intention of serving and making this world a better place. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on, Yuri, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for having me. And there you go, guys. Again, I hope you enjoyed this interview. For me, I learned a lot about how to maximize my energy. And it all starts with understanding the seven commandments of energy, right? And figuring out what foods are actually giving you energy and what foods are taking the energy away. And there's always going to be a different nutritionist or health expert that is going to share their own advice and their thoughts and their feedback. And Yuri is someone who's done a lot of research, who's done a lot of testing on himself and worked with a lot of other individuals to help them get results. So I hope this is valuable. I hope you see uh, how powerful it can be to have natural energy throughout the day. I'm not saying that uh, you know coffee or caffeine doesn't support sometimes and uh, can definitely be good for some people, but for some people, maybe it's a negative reaction. So be aware of your body, listen to your body, make sure that whatever you're feeling, use that as feedback and use the tools in here and apply what works and uh, maybe don't listen to what doesn't work. So again, this is all just tools and resources for you to increase your greatness, to increase, to get to your highest potential, to take you to the next level. And I hope this interview did that for you today. Again, big thank you to Yuri L. Kane for coming on and sharing his wisdom. Make sure to, again to share this with your friends over on Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus with the show notes link, lewishouse.com slash 116. And I want to give you guys a challenge today. If you have a couple of friends that you know have been talking about their health or want to lose 20 pounds or you just feel like they're always stressed or always tired, I am going to challenge you to send this email to them with this link, lewishouse.com slash 116 and say, hey, listen, I checked out this interview today. It was great. It really taught me about how to increase my energy throughout the day. I learned a lot of great things, and I think it'll support you in your daily efforts as well. So if someone is lacking the energy in your life, they feel tired, they feel stressed out, they feel overwhelmed, There's a lot of overwhelm for people lately, taking on too much and not knowing how to manage it. If you have a friend, a family member, a loved one who's feeling overwhelmed, please send them this interview, lewishouse.com slash 116, email it to them, let them know how you want them to check it out and then see what they say. You guys are incredible. Thank you for making the School of Greatness movement so big lately and for sharing it everywhere and for talking about it to your friends. You're the reason why this is growing, this message is spreading. And uh, again, thank you for everyone who listens and says hi to me on the streets when you guys see me when I'm traveling. It means a lot to me. Give me a hug when you see me. I can't wait till you see you guys all someday soon. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. 
Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.